Now notice, he's talking about being born again, being born of the Spirit. Now that's when you get saved. That's when you get saved, or that's when you truly become a Christian, is when you get born again, or born from above, or born of the Spirit. Now, I'm going to show you in this lesson today, and I know most of you know it, some of you don't, and it's good to review and refresh. There's a difference between being born of the Spirit and baptized with the Spirit. Now, you need to understand that. There's a difference between being born of the Spirit and being baptized with the Spirit. Now, you need to understand that. Now, he told Nicodemus, you must be what? Born again. You must be born of the Spirit. And, of course, in John 3.16, he told him how. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. How do you get born again? By believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Not a mental ascent, but a heart, a heart faith, a heart faith, something coming from your heart. Did you hear me? Okay. Now, notice, now, now you need to realize this, and a lot of people don't. God bless them. But there's, if I said baptism to you, or to most people, Maybe not to you all, but to most people. If I say baptism, you know as well as I do, they're going to right away think about what? Water. Now, there is a water baptism. But there's two other baptisms that, that seldom get talked about. Now, of the three baptisms, of the three baptisms, you need one of them to get into heaven. One of them. The other two, you ought to be baptized with but not necessary to get into heaven. The first is being born of the Spirit. Real loud say, born of the Spirit. Now notice here in 1 Corinthians 12, 13. Let's go there. And actually, as you're turning there, over in the book of Hebrews, I think it is the sixth chapter, talks about the foundational doctrines of Christ. And it says, repents from dead works, faith toward God, the doctrine of baptisms. Plural. There's three of them. And then the laying on of hands... Resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment. Um, now notice 1 Corinthians twelve thirteen. He says, for by one spirit we are all baptized into one body. Do you see that? For by one spirit we're all baptized into one body. Whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. And have all been made to drink into one spirit. That right there is the new birth. That's being born of the spirit. That's being, that's, that's what we see when, when a sinner with a repentant heart. Receives Jesus as their Lord and Savior. What happens is, is the Holy Spirit baptizes that sinner into the body of Christ. And they're no longer a, 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 a sinner. Now they're a saint. Did, did you hear what I just said? Now they may still sin and commit sins. We shouldn't do that. But, but positionally, when, some, when a sinner repents of their sins and receives Jesus, they're baptized into the body of Christ and they get born of the spirit they get born again did you hear me now that's the baptism that's necessary to go to heaven that's the one you got to have to go to heaven okay now when that happens look at Romans 8 verse 9 look at Romans 8 verse 9 I'm going to pick up midway through that verse if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, now who is the Spirit of Christ? That's the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, Spirit of Christ, same person, third member of the Trinity, co-equal with God the Father and God the Son. You understand that. 
If anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. He is not Christ. So that may, that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Because when you get, when you get born again, you get born of the spirit and the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of you. Did you get what I just said? So, so, so. Born of the Spirit, what does that mean? That means being born again. That happens when you, with a repentant heart, you receive Jesus as your Savior. The Holy Spirit baptizes you. This is a spiritual thing. Baptizes you into the body of Christ, seals you in there, and you're a Christian. Now you're going to miss hell and make heaven. And at that point, the Holy Spirit is living on the inside of you. You okay? Now, for further on this, look at John 1, verse 12. Good doctrinal teaching here today, which we trust we have every week. But this is this 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 really I just get excited about the Holy Spirit. John 1, verse 12. Notice as many as received him, that's Jesus. To them he gave the right to become children of God. See, that, that's what happens when you get born again. When, when you're born of the Spirit, you become a child of God, a Christian. You're going to miss hell and make heaven. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who what? Believe in his name. So when you believe upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, notice what happens. Verse 13, who were what? Born. Not of blood or the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. See, when you receive Jesus and believe on his name, right here, the Bible says you get, you get born again. That's how you do it. John 3.16, we quoted it a moment ago, believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. What happens? The Holy Spirit, bapt- realize, say baptizes. Baptizes. That sinner changes them on the inside, making them a new creation in Christ and baptizes them into the body of Christ. And that's the baptism and the only baptism you need to go to heaven. Did you get what I just said? Now, there's two other baptisms that the scripture talks about. Now, we understand water baptism, water baptism. Now, small wars have been fought over Water baptism, whether or not you need to be water baptized to be saved. And, and then, and then what, what's the formula for being water baptized, etc., so on and so forth. Look, Jesus commanded water baptism. Alright? And, and, and it's very vitally important. No question about that. But it's for somebody who has already believed on the Lord Jesus Christ with all of their heart. It's for somebody who is already saved. And it's just a sign to the world telling everybody that, hey, I've received Jesus Christ. And, and I made him the Lord of my life. And think about the symbolism. When, when, and I believe in water baptism by immersion. Look at that. When, when, this, when, when, when the Christian goes down into the water, that represents what? The death of Christ under the water, his burial, and then when brought back up, his resurrection. Now, I believe that every Christian should be water baptized. But that water does not wash away sins. That water does not help you get saved. That water baptism doesn't complete your salvation. Did you hear what I just said? Now, small wars have been fought over this. But uh, after, you know, what, 30 some odd years of study, I've come to conclude from looking at the entirety of the scripture. Water baptism was commanded by Jesus. It's very important, but it's for somebody who is already saved on their way to heaven. Did you hear what I just said? You okay with that? Now, again. 
Small wars have been fought about it. People disagree with that, uh, with that, but that's, that's, I'm giving you the word of God. Okay? Now, now then, there's a third baptism. Again, this third baptism is not necessary to make heaven at all, but it's important. And Jesus commanded it just like he commanded water baptism. Now, I've never said that before, but that, but, but you know, he did, didn't he? We'll see it. He commanded the baptism in the Spirit. He wants Christians to be baptized in the Spirit just like he wants them to be baptized in water. Even though being baptized with the Spirit won't save you. See, being born of the Spirit is what saves you. But there is, there is an experience after you're born of the Spirit whereby you can be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Okay? And we're going to talk about that. I'm going to give you scripture on it. Now, notice here in John, the 20th chapter, and the 22nd verse. This was, Jesus was raised from the dead early Sunday morning. This is that Sunday night when he appears to his disciples. Okay? This seldom ever gets talked about. Unfortunately. Notice here. He appears to them Sunday night. Okay? And notice what he does in verse 22. He breathes on them. Is that what your Bible says? And said to them, what did he say to them? Receive the Holy Spirit. This, dear friends, is when the disciples got born again. This is when the new birth took place. Okay, and I'll show you, I'll prove it to you. It's interesting, remember what happened in the Garden of Eden? God had made man of the dust of the ground, remember that? And then what did he do? He breathed in him the breath of life and man became a living being. Is that right? It's interesting, when God breathed upon man the first time, man was born. When God breathed, Jesus is God, you understand that? When God breathed the second time, man was what? Born again. Isn't that wonderful? Powerful, isn't it? And that's what happened here. This is the new birth. This is the new birth. This was the night of the resurrection. That Sunday night. Okay? Are you with me? Now notice Acts, the first chapter. And the fourth verse. Now this is some 40 days later. After this breathing. Forty days later. Did you get what I just said? How many days later? Forty. Now what did he just do? He just, forty days before, we just read it, he breathed on him and what did he say? Receive the Holy Spirit. Is that right? Is that correct? Yeah. Now that's where they got born again. But now watch this. Some forty days later, being assembled together, Acts 1-4, he commanded them. See, he commanded them. Not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water. But you shall be, what's that next word? Baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. And it would be ten days later, be fifty days total, the day of Pentecost, you know, fifty, you know. 
Now, now he said, for truly John baptized with water, but you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now, now let's stop and think about this. What did he do 40 days before? He, he breathed on him and told him to receive the Holy Ghost. Is that right? They got born again. But now, why in the, why in, why in the world would he now tell them to go, to, 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 to tarry there in Jerusalem until they're baptized with the Holy Spirit? If, if they got all, I mean, they got all the Holy, you see, when I was in the Baptist church, God bless the Baptist. Thank God for the Baptist. I'm still a Baptist at heart. I'm just a Baptist that got baptized with the Holy Ghost. Do you understand what I'm saying? But in the Baptist church, the one, the one that I went to, they did not believe in the baptism in the Holy Spirit. They believed in being born of the Spirit. Thank God for it. But they said that baptism in the Holy Spirit is just passed away. It's not for today. That sort of thing. But it is for today. You need to understand that. And look right here. Why would Jesus tell these guys? I mean, if, if, if they got all the Holy Ghost there is to get back there 40 days ago, why would he tell them to wait till they're baptized with the Holy Spirit? Would make no sense unless there's two experiences and there are two experiences. The first one happened 40 days before he breathed on him and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Is that right? And they got born again. Now, what he's talking about here is being baptized, because he says it, being baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Jesus used two, two terminologies. To Nicodemus, he talked about being born of the Spirit. To these guys, he's talking about being baptized with the Spirit. Let me put it this way. Look at this water. I've done this so many times. Look at this water. Do I have water in me now? That's like being born of the Spirit. Is there a difference between what I just did and diving in a swimming pool? The diving in the swimming pool is like being baptized with the Spirit. Did you get what I just said? It's a good illustration, isn't it? Holy Spirit's involved in both. But there's a, there's a being born of the Spirit, which is necessary to get into heaven, without which you'll go to hell. You understand that? And then there is an experience subsequent to or after you're born of the Spirit, whereby you can be what Jesus himself said, baptized with the Spirit. Now, notice what comes with that. Look at verse 8. But you shall receive, what's that next word? Power. See, power. Remember that. When the Holy Spirit's come upon you, you'll be witnesses, make you a powerful witness. You'll be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Okay? So with the Holy Ghost, the baptism of the Holy Ghost comes power, make you a powerful witness. And we'll see here in a moment that tongues come with it as well. Okay? Now notice here. See, in being, tongues don't come with the, the new birth. When you're born of the Spirit, tongues don't come with that. Tongues come with the baptism. Did you hear what he just said? Alright. Now notice here. when the, This is Acts 2 verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. Filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them divided what? Tongues. As of, as of what? As of fire. Remember John said about Jesus, he'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And notice, and one sat on each of them, and they were all what? They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Do you see that? See, that came with the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Not with the 
being born of the Spirit with the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Folks, we don't want to get away from the baptism in the Holy Spirit as a church. We don't want to get away from the Holy Ghost. Did you hear what he just said? Because if you get away from him, then you get away from power. And you have a form of godliness, but deny the what? The power thereof. We don't want to do that. You hear what he just said? And I don't know if you realize it, but that's going on in the land of the United States of America like crazy now. Okay? So you can see it here. Let me give you another example. Go to Acts, the 8th chapter. You notice that they had to do the speaking, but the Spirit gave them the utterance. Now notice in Acts 8, you know, you can read it. Philip went down to the city of Samaria in verse 5. And preach Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip. Seeing and hearing, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Verse 12. But when they believed Philip. As he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's stop right there. According to what we've already told you. At this point are these people born again. Yes. Born of the Spirit. Born again. Why? Because they believe, he preached Jesus Christ to them and they believed. They're saved. They're born of the Spirit. Born again. And then you read on. It says both men and women were baptized. That's talking about water baptism. They got born of the Spirit. Born again. Saved on their way to heaven. And then they got water baptized. Okay? You all right? Now, if that's all there is to it, let's just stop right there. No reason to go any further. Thank God. Great joy in the city. Let's just stop. But I don't want to stop. I want to read on and see what else happened. How about you? In the 14th verse, now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. Did they receive the word of God? Now, stop right there. Hold your place right there and go to 1 Peter one twenty three. It's like the old days here. Everybody's turning their, in their Bibles. This is good. I like it. We don't have the projectors up. I still encourage you to turn in your Bibles even when the projectors are on. Okay? I always have done that. You always bring your Bible. Bring your Bible. Turn in your Bible. Whether we have the projectors going or not. Amen? Now, we saw that they had received the word of God. Now, look at 1 Peter one twenty three, Having been, what? Born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the what? The word of God. So, were these people in Samaria born again? Yes, they'd received the word of God. Now, let's go back to Acts 8.14. And for all of my friends out there that might be listening on the internet, if you believe that you have to be water baptized to be saved, then for the sake of argument, were these people also water baptized? Yeah. Now, so, so even among the people that believe water baptism is necessary for salvation, nobody could argue these people were saved. Is that right? Is that correct? Do they have the Holy Ghost in them? Yeah. So if that's all there is to it, why do we need to send Peter and John to them? Because that's what Acts 8.14, they sent Peter and John to them. Why in the world did they send Peter and John? I'll tell you why. Because Philip did not have a ministry of getting people baptized with the Holy Ghost. He was an evangelist. 
And that's he preached Christ. He got people saved. Thank God for it. But that wasn't evidently he was he, he didn't flow along those lines. I, no doubt he was baptized with the spirit. Philip was, but he didn't have a ministry along those lines. Did you hear what I just said? Did you get that? Are you OK? Now, anybody can certainly any you can pray for people to get filled with the spirit. That, that certainly I, I'll just tell you the, the, the honest truth about the matter. I don't I'm I, now where where my anointing lies is in the area of healing, the healing ministry. See. Get lay hands on the sick, get, get people healed. We've done that for years. But I've, God doesn't use me along these lines. Now, I can, can, can flow along those lines. We've gotten people baptized with the Holy Ghost. But where God uses me is in the area of healing. There's no one person has it all. Jesus is the only one that had the, the anointing without measure. Did you hear what I just said? Now, like Ruth Fonts back there. Now, just about everybody she lays hands on. To be filled with the Holy Ghost, just about everybody, if the person will yield, to get filled with the Holy Ghost. See, God uses her along those lines. Did you, did you get what I just said? You okay? It's not making you nervous, is it? We need a little Holy Ghost fire back around here. Amen? You all right? I mean, we've had it all along, but we could, we'll talk in a minute. Stir it up a little bit. Say, stir it up. Stir it up. Yeah. You Okay. But you got to get the word of God in first before you get stirred up. Otherwise, you just got a bunch of hilarity. You all right? Now, notice here in verse 15, who, when they'd come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Now, wait a minute. I thought they already were born again. They were. I thought they already had the Holy Ghost. They do in them like that water I drank. They were born of the spirit. Is that right? But now there's an experience subsequent to whereby they need to be baptized or filled with the spirit. Did you get what I just said? And the Bible says right there who when they'd come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For yet he has fallen. You See, that word fallen is hooked up with the baptism of the spirit. You see, he'd fallen on none of them. They had only been water baptized is the implication in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on him. This is one way to administer the baptism with the spirit. Not the only way, but one way. And they receive the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Is that wonderful? And notice Simon, that was a saucer who we didn't read about, but you can read about him on your own time. He, he, you know, he had power there, power of the devil. But when he saw the power that Philip was ministering under, it amazed the saucer. You know, the power of God will outdo the power of the devil. Is that right? And, and so he was ready to leave the devil for, for the power of God and he... He, he believed and was baptized and so on, but his heart wasn't totally, completely right here. And notice, something happened to these people after Peter and John laid hands on them, or prayed for them, rather. Prayed for them. Prayed for them. Didn't say, didn't say laid hands on them, did it? Prayed for them. And uh, then it did say they laid hands on them, verse 17. They did lay hands on them. They received the Holy Spirit. But notice verse 18, point I want to get at, did Simon see that something happened to these people? Yeah. Through the laying on of hands, the apostles' hands, so it was through the laying on of hands. The Holy Spirit was given. He offered them money. He shouldn't have done that. Much we could say about that. But notice verse 19. Give me this what? Power. See, with the Holy Ghost come power. He noticed there was something, something, something happened to him. So let's sum it up. Did they have Christ preached to him? 
Did they heed and believe and receive the word of God? Yeah. Did they get born again? Yeah. Were they on their way to heaven? Yeah. Then did they get water baptized? Yeah. But then Peter and John came down and they got baptized with the Holy Ghost. Is that right? Would you like a little more? Let's give you a little more. Go to Acts 9. I'm not boring you, am I? Okay. Saul was on the road to Damascus. Remember that? And blinding light knocks him to the ground. He's going to persecute Christians. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So on and so forth. He calls Jesus Lord on the road. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saul got born again on the road to Damascus. You okay? He surrendered to Jesus. He goes into the city. He's praying. And, and uh, the Lord speaks to Ananias. Who was not a minister. A layman. Loved the Lord. And, uh, and said, go over and minister to Saul. I'm just paraphrasing for the sake of time. Ananias said, he's been killing Christians. Don't want to go over there. Lord said, go over there. Chosen vessel unto me. And so on and so forth. Paul is, Saul is. So Ananias goes his way, enters the house, verse 17. Lays his hands on him. Lays his hands on him. See, that's one way the Holy Ghost can be administered. Not the only way. Said, Brother Saul, interesting, he calls him brother. So this Saul's born again. But I'd know that even if he didn't call him brother. Because he surrendered to the Lord Jesus on the road. Said, Lord, what do you want me to do? That's how quick you get saved. Huh? I said, that's how quick you get saved. You ought, to, you ought to study the Bible sometime and see how often they prayed the sinner's prayer with people to get people saved. Basically, not at all. It's dangerous to say a prayer and think you're saved. Nothing wrong with that. As long as you're believing when you pray. But again and again, they preach Christ and they believe. doesn't say that, that they ever prayed with what we call a sinner's prayer. Nothing wrong with that now. But go study your Bible sometime. And you'll see that, that you know... I don't see where they're praying sinner's prayers with people. Although there's nothing wrong with that. Concerns me when you pray a sinner's prayer with somebody and they think because they pray a prayer they're saved. You don't get prayed just because you pray a prayer. Unless you're believing in your heart. And again and again they preach Christ. They believe they're saved. Did you get what I just said? Nothing wrong. We pray sinner's prayer with people all the time. But I always caution to be sure you're believing what you're praying in your heart. And it is important to confess Jesus with your mouth. Because Romans 10, 9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in thy heart, God raise him from the dead, you'll be saved. So there is a part that the mouth plays. Did you hear what I just said? Okay. That believing heart is so important. Now, verse 17, Ananias went his way, entered the house, laid his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came has sent me that you may receive your sight and be what? And be what? And be what? Filled with the Holy Spirit. See, there's the baptism. Now, he's baptized with the Holy Ghost right there. Now, we don't have evidence here that they spoke in tongues. But we know that Paul said in 1 Corinthians, I I thank my God I speak with tongues more than y'all. So we know that he did, right? Now in that last example in Samaria, it, 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 it doesn't say they spoke in tongues, but we do understand that something happened to him. Is that right? As it, it got the, the, the saucer who had gotten saved apparently, it got his attention. Is that right? So people are different after they get 
Filled with the Holy Ghost. Baptized. You ought to be different once you get born of the Spirit. Is that right? There is a change. New creation. But then, with the baptism in the Holy Ghost, you get filled with the power of the Spirit, you see. Okay? Now, immediately there fell... Now, notice this. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales. Verse 18. And he received his sight at once and arose. And then, see, after he was born again, then he... And see, this is to all the people that think you've got to be water baptized to be saved. Saul was saved, born again. Then he was baptized with the Spirit. And then it says he got water baptized. Are you thirsty for more? I'll give you some more. Let's go. Come on. Acts 10, verse 43. Remember Cornelius? How many of you remember? I've just got two more of these and we'll close. Two more examples. Remember Cornelius? He was a good man. A devout man, a just man, gave to the poor, a good family man, loved his wife. You okay? How many, how many remembers Cornelius in Acts the 10th chapter? We're going to Acts 10, okay? And it's interesting as he's praying, angel appears to him and said, send for, send for Peter, right? Simon Peter, and he'll tell you what you, what you must do. What do you mean what I must do? I'm a good, honest man. I, I give to the poor. I'm, I love my wife. I love my children. Do good. Yeah, but you got to be. Jesus said you must be what? Born again. And so, long story short, he sends, Cornelius sends for Peter. Peter's up on the housetop. He's praying. Remember that? And he sees that vision of that sheet coming down. And, and, and this is when the gospel is going to go to the Gentiles here at Cornelius' house. Remember Peter had that vision. Remember that with that sheet being lowered down? And, and, and it said, unclean animals. He said, I never eat anything unclean. The boy said, rise and eat. Remember that was telling him the gospel is not just for the Jews. It's for the Gentiles. It's for anybody who believe on the Lord Jesus. Is that, is that right? And so Peter goes with him. Correct? Are you okay? He rises over at the house. Pick up in verse 43, sake of time. To him all the prophets witness that through his name, he's talking about Jesus, whoever believes in him will receive remission or forgiveness of sins. Is that right? Now notice while Peter was, verse 44, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit, what happened? He fell upon all those who heard the word and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out. Notice poured out on the Gentiles also for they heard them what speak with tongues and magnify God. This is what I call the one two punch. This is the best way to do it right here. These people were so hungry that when they heard the gospel message of Jesus, they got born again and baptized in the Holy Ghost just one right after the other. The old one two punch. Now you must be born again before you can be baptized with the Spirit. Is that right? And so they got to one two punch. They got born again and just instantly filled with the Holy Ghost and they started, what did they start doing? They, uh, 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 they, they start speaking with tongues and magnifying God, just like they did on the day of Pentecost. Isn't that wonderful? And then verse 47. This is what really helped me years ago when I was in, in debates with people who said, you've got to be water baptized to be saved. If you're not water baptized, you need to be these pe- Are these people... They're born again. They're speaking in tongues. They're already saved, filled with the Holy Ghost on their way to heaven. Is that right? Now, do you have to speak in tongues to go to heaven? Absolutely not. I made that clear, haven't I? But these people, but to speak in tongues, you have, really of the Spirit, 
you have to be born again first. Are these people born again? Are they baptized in the spirit? And then look at verse 47. Peter says, can anyone forbid water that he should not be baptized? Talking about water baptism. Who have received, who have, who have received, who have received, who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. Can you see there now that water baptism, though it's important and all of that, it won't save you. It won't help you get saved. Did you see that? And he commanded them to be water baptized in the name of the Lord. Let's, you okay? You getting anything out of this? Good review, if nothing else. You need to be sharp on this. Now let's go to Acts 19, verse 1. We'll close. Acts 19, verse 1. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth, he was a minister, that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples. Well, that right there tells me these are saved people. But let's read on. He says to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Well, I'm not saying this disrespectfully to Paul here. But, well, duh. Yeah, you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe. He's not talking about, are these people born again? As some teach. He's talking about, I'll put it in my own words. What he's really asking them, have you been baptized with the Holy Ghost since you believed? Now, when I said, duh, there a minute ago, I wasn't directing that at Paul. I was directing that at who's ever listening. Well, duh, when you believe, you receive the Holy Spirit, don't you? He's in you, but you're not yet baptized with the Spirit. And when we read this whole thing, you'll see these six verses. You'll see that's what he was talking about. You see, the King James puts it this way. That was New King James. But he said, have you, have you received the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit since you believed? Better way to say it would be, have you been baptized in the Holy Ghost since you've been born again? That's a good question that I'd ask all of you. Have you been, first I'd ask you, have you been born of the Spirit? Are you born again? That's the most important thing. And then, and then I'd say, have you been baptized with the Holy Spirit since you've been born again? That's the next question I'd ask you. And that's the question he's asking them right here. Now notice here, they're disciples. It says that in verse one. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And notice, They said to him, we've not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. You know, you don't have to know much to be saved. Isn't that wonderful? It's not what you know, it's who you know, right? Thank God you don't have to know much to be saved. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to be a Bible scholar. These people don't even know that there is a Holy Ghost. He said to them, verse 3, into what then were you baptized? Talk about water baptism here. And they said into John's baptism, talking about John the Baptist. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on, believe on him who would come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were water baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now then, people want me to explain this to them, so I'll give you a brief explanation. These disciples, they were John's disciples, right? And then John said, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Believe on him. Remember, that's what John said. So these guys did that and they they believed on Jesus. But, you know, they went their way. And from John's baptism until Jesus died and on a cross and rose again, some time had passed. Is that right? And they didn't have cell phones back there then. They didn't have CNN and Fox News and all of that. So. News didn't travel as fast. And so they'd gotten away from, from that region or whatever. And, and they hadn't heard that Jesus had, had died and rose again from the dead. They evidently hadn't heard that. 
didn't know anything about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. But because they were believers on the Lord Jesus Christ, when Jesus rose from the dead, they're born again. Isn't that wonderful? Getting saved is easy. I said getting saved is easy. I said getting saved, saved is easy. Now you remember I said that. Getting saved is what? You going to remember I said that? Now are you going to remember I said that? Getting saved is easy. You going to remember I said that? I said are you going to remember I said that? Getting saved is easy. I said are you going to remember I said that? Are you going to remember I said that? Getting saved are you going to remember I said that? Getting saved is easy. I said are you going to remember I said that? Getting saved is easy. I said getting saved is easy. I said getting saved are you going to remember I said that? Getting saved is easy. Did you get it? All right. Do you remember I said that? Getting saved is easy. Are you going to remember I said that? Getting saved is easy. You say, that guy's crazy. No, I'm flowing with the Holy Ghost right there. Somebody needs to get that. Maybe more than one. I was standing up here last Sunday and you were in here with the kids. And then you left. And when you were standing up here, where the Lord came to me, I was supposed to tell you something. It goes right along with what I just said right there. It's going to set you totally free, completely. I was supposed to say to you boldly, the Lord God Jehovah is merciful. Hallelujah. I don't know. I just obey him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> I don't know why he had me do it. Just I think I know why, but I don't know for sure. That's like that night I was up here on a Wednesday night. I'm standing right there. I'm looking at the crowd. They're looking at me. Power of God came on me. I danced a little jig, ran around the room, came back up here. Felt like a fool. Asked my wife that night. Did I look like a fool? She still hasn't answered me. <laughs> Next day, the phone rang. My assistant, Ryan, answered it. You've heard me tell the story, but I'll tell it again. And ladies sitting back there in the back corner, right back where your dad's sitting back there. And she says, my belly had been blowed up like a basketball was in there. Hadn't been able to eat for several days. She said, when, when the pastor ran, now I can't heal anybody. It was yielding to the Spirit of God. So when the pastor ran past me, said heat jumped off on me and my belly deflated. Glory to God. My belly deflated. I was healed instantly. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. When I was able to go out and eat. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus is still in the healing business. Hallelujah. I said getting saved is easy. Hallelujah. And God is merciful. Amen, amen, amen. So I don't know why he has me do things. I just obey God. Isn't Jesus wonderful? So these guys didn't know too much, did they? Did they? I said, did they? No. Then Paul 
says in verse 4, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who'd come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were water baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. See, when Jesus was raised from the dead, because these guys were believers, they got born again. They were water baptized before they were born again. That's why I baptized them a second time. I have people come to me, and they'll say, Pastor, we were water baptized, water baptized before I got uh, saved. And I got saved and received Jesus. Should I get water baptized again? Well, they, he just answered the question. Should you? Yeah. Does it help save you? No. See, these were baptized before they were born again. They were baptized under John's baptism. See that? They were baptized before they were born again. So now they're born again. He water baptized them. Now do they have to be water baptized before they get filled with the Holy Ghost? No. Because we just saw in that previous example they got filled with the Holy Ghost. Then they were baptized. Right? But in this case here, for whatever reason, I don't know. He just water baptized them. And then notice verse 6. And when Paul laid hands on them. Now that's one way to administer the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Not the only way. He laid hands on them. The Holy Spirit came on them. And they, what did they do here? They spoke with tongues and prophesied. That right? They spoke with tongues and prophesied. They spoke with tongues and prophesied. Thank God for speaking in tongues and prophesying. Now these were not prophets of God. These twelve men, in my opinion, they were laymen, what we call laymen. But you don't have to be a prophet to prophesy. Now prophets do prophesy, but you don't have to be a prophet to prophesy. Layman ought to be filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesy, and that brings edification, exhortation, and comfort. Now, when you've got a prophet prophesying, it can still bring edification, exhortation, comfort, but it's, it's on a different level, higher level. Sometimes it'll predict the future. Sometimes it will. Just like Agabus was a New Testament prophet. He prophesied that drought, you know. Hallelujah. Well, can you see that there's a new birth and a born, being born of the Spirit? Can you see that? And then can you see that there's, there is a water baptism? And then can you see there's a baptism with the Holy Spirit? With the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Can you see that? Yeah. Alright, now we'll close in. Now I don't have this in my notes, but we'll go to Hebrews, the sixth chapter. Did you get anything out of this today? Hallelujah. I don't know why the Holy Ghost has me do things sometimes, but but praise God. Hallelujah. My mother didn't know too much about the Bible, but she knew Jesus. Now, she'd fool me sometimes. She'd know more than I think she did, would know. But uh, she didn't know too much about it. But you know, you don't have to know too much. She knew Jesus. Amen? She went to heaven. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? You don't have to be able to quote scriptures and, you know, sometimes I go out with Diane on our dates. I'd say, you want to hear me quote? There was a certain woman had issue of blood 12 years, had suffered many things, many physicians. It's been all the shadows. Nothing better, rather grew worse when she heard Jesus came pressed behind, does, does it, so on and so forth. Said, if I may touch by his clothes, I shall be whole. And she said, no, I don't want to hear you quote scripture. Speak sweet nothings into my ears. That's what she wanted. 
So you want to hear me quote some more about rich man and Lazarus? I get to go and I can quote. Do you want to hear me? She loves those stories, but something you probably wouldn't want to do out on a date necessarily. Especially after about the fourth time. You want to hear me quote? Want to hear me quote? Can you have fun in the midst of a Holy Ghost service? Oh, yeah. So you don't have to be able to do all that to go to heaven. You just have to, Jesus, come in my heart. I love you. I receive you. Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Bang, that quick. Be with me in paradise. Is that wonderful? Is that wonderful? I said, is that wonderful? Yeah. I, I, I'm convinced. Now, there is a severe side of God. Sometimes I think I, I, I get over too much on that severe side. And the reason I do is because the goodness of God has been preached to the point where there's no more fear of God in the land. And so to get people out of that rut, sometimes you've got to center in on the severe side. Did you get what I just said? But we ought to spend time over on His goodness and His mercy. And Jehovah, He's, he's a good God. A lot of these people... We're so concerned about a lot of times. I'm convinced that, I don't know, I just, in his goodness, there's sometimes we're concerned about folks, but, you know, thank God for Sunday schools. Thank God for getting kids into Sunday school. Thank God for getting them. I'm convinced sometimes kids will get born again when they're young. They may get away from God as they get older, and you can get into theological argument over this, but, but, but they can get born again. Maybe they get away from God. Well, they'll have to deal with the Lord at the judgment seat of Christ. That is a terrifying thing. But it beats going to hell. Glory to God. And God's merciful. I said, God's merciful. I said, He's merciful. I said, He's merciful. And you don't know by what some of these kids, that you know, you see them later on. Maybe they're not living for the Lord, but they might have come to Sunday school that day and they sold out to the Lord Jesus and gave their heart to Him. Maybe they got tangled up in the things of the world later on, but they got to Jesus. Now, there's some people shout me down, shout me down on that. But I'm telling you, God is merciful. Don't shout me down because I start preaching the goodness of God real good. You okay? You all right? Isn't Jesus wonderful? Hebrews, the sixth chapter, foundational doctrines. Therefore, leaving the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to maturity, is what that's saying. Is that what it says? And then it talks about, and I'll just quote these, repentance from dead works. Right? And then of what? Faith toward? And that's a new birth right there. See, repentance and then belief, faith, heart faith. And then the doctrine of what? And that's plural, isn't it? There's three baptisms. And I'm going to correct myself just to touch on that. But that is true. But there's a what? There's baptism into the body of Christ. Right? Now, I'll come back to that. Let's, I'll come back to baptisms. Baptisms and then the laying on of hands. The resurrection of the dead and what? Eternal judgment. Is that right? Right now, back on the baptisms, plural, you learn there's three of them, right? There's, there's what? Baptism in the body of Christ. There's water baptism and baptism with the Spirit. Is that right? Is that correct? And, and I'll talk about that fourth one here in just a moment. But here, I'm just flowing with the Spirit here now. Totally off my notes. Uh, and then laying on of hands. Well, you, you, you understand there's laying on of hands. 
Lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. Is that right? Is that correct? And then you can lay hands on people, get them filled with the Spirit. Did you see that today? Right? Is that correct? We saw Paul laid hands on Timothy and imparted a spiritual gift. And then you can lay hands on people. Jesus laid hands on the kids and blessed them, didn't he? Blessed them. We have laying on of hands. It's a foundational doctrine of the church. I used to lay hands on people more than I do. I've gotten a little bit away from it. I need to get back to it because God's given me a ministry of laying on of hands. So we need to, we don't need to put that away. We need to stick with it. Amen. But you lay hands on people too much, then they get too accustomed to it. And then it's, so, so we've got a balance in there. You've got to watch me. I'm kind of a ditch person. I can get ditch on one side or the other. You know what I'm talking about? Let's stay balanced. Realize I say balance? Amen. Now, baptisms. There's baptism in the get saved. Water baptism. Baptism in the Holy Ghost. There's a fourth one I just want to close with here. Good preacher closes three or four times. So this is about the fourth time. Close on this. He, he said he'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Do you ever remember after the disciples, you can read it sometime in the book of Acts. Remember after they had gotten baptized with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost? Remember that? They had been threatened. We talked about this last week. They'd been threatened and persecuted. Is that right? Will the world beat you down? The world beat them down. They got beat down. And so the Bible says when they got released, they went back to their own company. They went back to their local church. And they prayed. They had a prayer service. You ought to read that sometime. And they got built back up. And the Bible said that they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, I thought they got filled on the day of Pentecost. They did get filled on the day of Pentecost. But the Bible is clear that the Holy Ghost, you can be baptized in the Holy Ghost. But if you don't pray in tongues regular as you should and stay in the Word of God as you should, even though you're baptized with the Holy Ghost, that, that just like a fire, because he's likened unto water, he's likened unto a fire. Just Have you ever been at a campfire and the fire wanes over time if it's not been attended to properly? Huh? And then what did Paul tell Timothy? Stir up the gift of God that's within you. So you stir those numbers up and you get them stirred up and then the fire gets raging again, you see. And that's what happened to the apostles after they'd been threatened. They'd been beat down by the world. They went among their own company. They had a prayer service. Praise God. And they stirred those embers, you see, if you will. And, they, and the Bible said they went out and spoke the word with boldness. Hallelujah. See, if you're flowing with the Holy Ghost, you get boldness about you. Stand with me if you would. Praise God. Hallelujah. You glad you came today? Amen. Amen. So now here's how we're going to close up this service. Here's how we're going to close up this service. If you want, if you want the Holy Ghost to move, you're going to have to put your watches away. Not be so concerned about the time. Hallelujah. Now here's how we're going to close the service. We had not done this in a while. We're going to close the service this way. Just get them all in one here. If you need to be born again, if you've never been born,